the first time ever. Um, I'm going it alone. Let's see how this goes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto, and Tony Soto is solo today. That's right. Oh my God, for the first time in podcast history for this show, I am doing the opener by myself. Oh, I'll tell you, like I say, when the name is in the title, she has to just keep doing the damn thing. Um, as we know, Maxwell Esposito is on his journey across the country. Um, and if you're following her social medias, I'm sure you are living for every moment. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we're scheduled, we're actually recording a little earlier today. So scheduling mishap, Diana, I do forgive you. Um, but yeah, first time I'm actually just starting the show. Uh, I've actually had my co-host do the show when I wasn't even on it. So how times have changed. Um, I hope everyone is doing very well today. I'll tell you, this gay cold is uh, is getting out there. I think that Maxwell was right. I think we all just got COVID. Who knows? I know that um, I feel like uh, the world is on complete fire. As we know, California is literally on fire. So um, yeah, shit's crazy right now, folks. Shit's crazy. Like, what are we going to do about this? Do we have a plan? Does anyone know if we have an actual plan on how things are going to uh, to remedy themselves? Because here's my thing. I'm thinking that um, I'm thinking we're a little too far gone. I do. I think I think that there's uh, I think there's no I, I think that we should really be hoping that those aliens are going to be coming in October, like TikTok has said. Um, also, I have to get off TikTok. This is just crazy. This shit is literally, see, this is how I've always boasted that I'm like, ah, I don't have a fucking addictive personality. You know, I mean, sure, I've OD'd a couple of times on the cocaine uh, because I've enjoyed the drug, but I've never really been addicted to drugs. I think that um, I'm on the verge of being super addicted to this TikTok nonsense because I feel like I'm learning. And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not learning. Maybe, I mean, I, I th this is my TikTok uh, 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 routine now and I'm, and I'm, I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed to say this. So uh, I'm happy that the, the gang's not here. I will put the TikTok on my phone uh, as I'm sitting at my computer and then I will Google things <laughs> that I learn on the TikTok. And uh, what I'm learning is that there's just no hope for the human race. <laughs> I, I, I believe this, guys. I know that this is typically the soapbox that I'm on. And uh, at least I'm consistent. So there is this conservative uh, convention going on, CPAC, uh, that happens every year so that, you know, well, I guess now that they can suck a... a Donald Trump's dick. I guess that's what they're, they're they're in it for. But um, if we all know, 
here in Los Angeles, our governor, Governor Newsom, is uh, being recalled. There's a recall election coming because uh, Republicans are tired of being taxed. I don't know. I don't know what their I don't know what their problems is. I don't know what they're up to. But anyway, Caitlyn Jenner is one of the uh, folks that are running against Newsom, and she recently gave a little speech at this said uh, cult meeting and she was booed and heckled by Republicans. Like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with Caitlin? I feel like at this point we got, uh, I don't know, like as a, as, a, as a homosexual, as a member of the LGBT community, I mean, I'm appalled by that kind of treatment. Uh, uh, to her because no one deserves to um, have that kind of shit said against them, no matter who you are. However, I'm also like, gal, you're literally in the wrong boat, bitch. Like, and you have been like your whole life. And so I don't, I don't know. I, I like, this is, this is the thing as LGBTQ uh, folks start coming out and emerging, we're going to realize that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of LGBT folks that might not necessarily be progressive people. I mean, we see this in the gay white community all the time. Bunch of racist ass sons of bitches in that community, you know? Um, so, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's this messy bitch uh, in, in, the, in the Senate, uh, basically came out and misgendered Caitlyn and all of this mess. And I, I mean, these are the type of people that have been voted into office that are like, you know, making decisions. And it's just, it's just so baffling to me and crazy. And, and I think that we really all need to be a little nervous. I mean, America is messed up, everybody. You know, it's only been like the past 10 to maybe 15 years that, uh, that we realized that maybe after we wipe our ass with a dry piece of paper towel, we run over something wet over it too. Uh, you know, we're, we're not that advanced is what I'm saying. And we're very simple. And I just feel like, guys, we need to like get back. Well, I don't know what we're going to get back to, actually. I truly don't. Where were we ever? This is just where I'm at in my headspace when I'm trying to think about like, oh, do I go out today? And I'm like, no, dude, don't go out. <laughs> People are messed up and crazy. So I don't know. I'm hoping that everyone is getting vaccinated. That is like something that I think that is super important because here's where we are. Um, COVID's back up, man. People are back in hospitals. People are fucking dying. And they're saying most people hospitalized are unvaccinated. What I'm seeing is a lot of vaccinated folks that are getting fucking COVID still. And now granted, um, they're not in the hospital, you know, they're sick, but they're not in the hospital and they're not dying. So, you know, no one really said that. Uh, I, I believe that I believe that the way they they laid it out for the vaccine was that it was nine. Like, I'm going to say the Pfizer, I think, was like ninety eight point something percent effective from severe sickness and hospitalization and death. So it's not saying that. You can't still get it, folks. 
like, you know, if you get the flu shot, you might still get the flu. It's just not going to be as bad. And with this Delta variant and with the amount of dumbs that are in this country that are like, oh, my God, my body, my right. So I, I'll be fine and uh, not get vaccinated. Why do we all think we're scientists? It's because we have Google. I'll tell you, the internet has destroyed, you know, just in the same vein that RuPaul's Drag Race has fucked up drag. Google has fucked up the uh, the human race because, because we think that we can Google shit immediately. Like I just said with me and the TikToks, um, because we think that we can just sit and Google everything. Um, and that, you know, we, we completely have put all faith in Google. And I'm guilty of this, y'all. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I, listen, here's what I have learned. <clears throat> you know, I've been, I've been uh, getting a little more uh, cosmic these days to make peace with the aliens. You know what, when they come down, I'm hoping that they're uh, kind to me. But what I've learned is, you know, with all the amount of talking that I do about the dumbs, I am very much a dumb. I am very much a dumb. But I am a dumb who is trying to be less dumb. And if, if and if we could just, if we could just get that message out, that like you know what, you're not always right, no matter. And, and honestly, how you feel doesn't mean shit, because your feelings are fucking just yours, bitch. That's all. They're just yours. They're no one else's. So stop bringing your feelings into the world. Anyway, yeah, I am getting a little. I, listen, I have. Uh, I just did my first. Uh, new moon i i i wrote intentions i uh, diana de luna has worn off on me and because here's my thing and here and then we're gonna go to break but here's why i think like uh this kind of stuff is 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 uh interesting and fun to me is that like it's it's personal and it's just yourself it's not like it, it, it it's how you interpret you take it for you 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 Instead of like these other fucking bullshit things that are everything else. I think that whatever you choose to put into your life to um, help keep you sane should just be fucking yours and yours alone. But I'll tell you all that, uh, yeah, I do a daily tarot card pull now, you know, just to see, just to see what's up. You know what I mean? Just to see, um, how I'm going to start my day off right. Because the thing is, this is all up for interpretation. And because I am very self-centered, it's very easy for me to interpret shit like that for myself. Anyway. Oh, I rambled long enough, I think. Um, guys, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a quick break. You know, listen, if, if this actually, actually, if this... You don't know, guys. Maybe it's just going to be me from now and forever. If this is at all entertaining when I go back and re-listen to it. <laughs> uh, no, I miss uh, I miss Maxwell and Diana so much. They will be back soon, I hope, uh, I'm sure. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, though, she's back, y'all. The icon, the legend, Sherry Vine. We'll be right back. 
Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour, available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, everyone, we are back with the show. Now, I am thrilled to have our guest back because for almost 30 years, this bitch has been out there doing the damn thing. She's a drag legend. She's a goddamn icon. She's back on Apple TV with the Sherry Vine variety show. I mean, what? We what? have Sherry Vine. Sherry Vine. Hi, my love. Hi. Welcome back to the show, bitch. Thank you. I, the last time I did it, I was sitting on your floor. <laughs> Remember <laughs> old times when we used to hang out in person? Yes. I mean, I, I, you know, because COVID happened, I, I made the executive decisions. I was like, I'll never not use Zoom again for this. Like, I, I mean, granted, right, right. I loved having people in my place, but this saves me on weed, like, you know. I'm Honey, this is, listen, I've been doing so many shows and they're still happening and people are like, oh, are you going to stop? And I'm like, no, this is such a great way for people to see like around the world. And I don't have to put on my heels. I don't have to leave the living room. And and putting on your heels in real life now is a, a rude awakening. I've, I've oh. done a few shows out in real life and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's right. I hate these. I had my first show in Palm Springs, which is the first live audience show I had done. And about six weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago. Anyway, the, I put the heels on, the stilettos, and I, my feet literally were like, we thought we were done, bitch. <laughs> I know. I was like, how can I make Crocs a thing? Um, Sherry, <laughs> you, you, can't. Uh, you can't. Meatball's trying. Um, no. But Sherry, like, how are you? How was your COVID experience like? Because you I'm, had just like moved to LA not that long before the fucking no, pandemic. No, like a year, maybe. I think <laughs> like exactly a year because I moved here like in March of 2019. So yeah, like exactly a year. Honey, I cannot complain at all. I really can't. I mean, I know so many people that and I lost several friends and I know a lot of people did and it was really bad for a lot of people so I mean I'm not trying to downplay it it wasn't necessarily fun but I lit I honestly I can't complain I immediately got on Amazon and ordered lights and a backdrop and a green screen and all this shit Mario and I turned the living room into a studio isn't that amazing how like drag queens were like we will make this work we will be yeah. online we will well, girl, we'll you got do. to yeah. there's no one like there's no union it's not like you know i mean i was able to get some unemployment so that was great but you know there's uh it's like sink or swim honey evolve adapt move on so see that's no, this, what we are this, doing this is the thing though sherry you were so amazing because you've been in the business for so long like you were in the business before there was an economy for drag let's be honest like yes. you were making money on drag before people were making money on drag and i mean probably yeah. not the best money i mean right like back in the day like they probably were, were you making great money back in the day girl we had i had to work you had to do eight shows a week to pay rent in new york city yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So like, but, but it was so interesting when pandemics happened, like every drag queen 
was back on like the same page for a moment. It was really kind of interesting. It was like, I mean, all of my girlfriends who were on the game show suddenly were like able to Zoom chat for no good reason. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, well, you like, know, totally. It's funny because when we, we got the, during the pandemic, I was really lucky to get to able to do the variety show. And I think that it, we got the green light uh, to do it from out TV, partially maybe because all of a sudden everybody was home and they needed content. And so they were like, yes, let's do it. How fast can we do this? And so I spent all last summer writing and then we went into pre-production, recording songs and all that shit. And then we filmed in November. And I remember having a conversation with um, some of the people on the, the, the production team, like maybe we should wait until early 21 to see you know, how, where we are with COVID because it'll be easier to film. I'm like, no, because the minute these bitches can get on a plane, <laughs> they're not gonna be available. And so I was so lucky, like Bianca, Alaska, Bob the Drag, like everybody, Candace, they were, Jackie, everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> that's how we were able to get all of those amazing guest stars. Yeah, I mean, I, well, yeah, I mean, I would even say during the, for the Tony Sutter show, we were great with guests because everyone was like, yeah, we got nothing else going on. But yeah, you're girl, I said yes to everything. <laughs> oh, honey, that is my new, that is my new thing. Like, I'm like, because, you know, I just did, uh, I just had to do a self-tape. I'm trying to get a an agent that actually cares uh, to, <laughs> to do things, you know? And uh, I'm like, at this point, I just, because here's the thing, as a non-game show drag queen who was doing pretty fucking well before COVID, I'm not so much, <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that situation where it's, you know, obviously bars are opening back up and they want to get the gals that are going to bring in the folks, which makes sense, I guess from a business standpoint, but as like, you know, a community leader. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> know. know. And that's going to get better because, you know, I mean, LA just, just opened clubs and stuff at the beginning of July. So yeah. it's really just been a, a couple of weeks. But you're Mario's, back out. You're back. Yeah, Mario, Mario's doing some, some shit though, right? His parties, but it's just been two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to come back, girl. Just yeah. hang in there. Oh, you for know? sure, for sure. So, but like you're back out there. You're you're going to bring back the Golden Girls? We are um, doing it. It opened uh, on July 9th. We're doing it for the whole month of July. We usually just do two weeks and we're doing three weeks this time because we had to limit the capacity a little bit. Um, oh right, because it is it it's is it still at um Casita? Casita, yes. Yeah. And, and can I tell you that like Casita was one of the restaurants that I was very adamant about supporting during COVID. But like totally. I was like, I was ordering burritos and chimichangas like a crazy lady. <laughs> um, because of that fabulous little space that they have downstairs, the cabaret space. So Cavern Club. I mean, trust me, when there was a uh, uh, at one point, I think they did a GoFundMe page to keep that theater open. And I was like, oh, please, 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 please. Let's not lose this space that we, this hole in the wall that is home. Right. No, absolutely. And, and, and like, we've lost a lot of spaces. There's been yes, a lot. Totally. There's been a lot of uh, uh, bars that have, that have closed up shop as a result of what's going on. Uh, does, does that, now, we are of an age where gay bars actually really mattered. You know what I mean? Like, like truly Absolutely. mattered, you yeah. know? Um, 
do you look at these closures in a sad way or do you look at, oh, potential new bars will be opening up? How are you mentally with bars now? Well, you know, I think it, I mean, there's a couple of places that we lost that I was really bummed about. Um, a play, Martini's above fourth in San Diego. That's where all the girls, me, Barla, Coco, Jackie, like all the girls did all our shows in San Diego. That was like the drag cabaret space, gone. So luckily, um, uh, we have found a new home there, I think. Um, but that was devastating because they were just so supportive and amazing. And then also Rebar in San Francisco, which had been there for like 30 years. Didn't closed. Stud close as well? Stud closed? I think so. I mean, yeah. luckily, like Oasis in San Francisco survived. But in New York, a lot of places are gone here. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely affected me because I was like... Where I mean, am I going to perform now in well, Seattle? That, well, or... that's the thing. Like, we're still bar queens, which I think is so important. I was just having this conversation. Um, I was just having this conversation with Alaska, actually. And uh, she was saying that we were talking about, like, being performing in a theater uh, as opposed to performing in a bar. And she's like, I love performing in a bar. She's like, that's where drag needs to be is in a bar and i'm like i i completely i don't know that i well first of all she doesn't move enough to like command a theater stage <laughs> you know what i mean she's a back and forth side to side kind of gal but uh <laughs> but 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 you are totally. a live singer and shit so i'm sure a big theater stage is something you can do both you're a bitch that can do both well look i mean the reality is i cannot alone fill a 600 seat theater. That's not, no, I am not on that level. I can't do that. Now, when I open for like Bianca on tour and it's like 1500 seat theater, it's heaven. It's amazing. I feel like this is where I'm like right at home, but I'm not gonna fill that space. And I'm comfortable trying to fill like a hundred seat theater and that's fine. And I love that intimacy. I want them to feel you know, the heat coming out of my loins. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I love it too. I think that there's something to be said that if you can be in close contact of, well, this is before COVID too. I, I liked touching as a drag queen. You know what I mean? Like nothing, yeah. like I, I like to like go up and make yeah. contact with yes. people. Um, yes. And I feel that in a, in an intimate space, you can have that without even leaving the stage. And you absolutely, really can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, and that's fine. Now, let's talk about this variety show and tell us what we can expect in this. Because I, I watched the first episode with the last. I'm, you're, you're, you're nuts. Can we just talk about this? <laughs> can, we, can we just talk about this? Because this isn't your first rodeo for a TV show, Queen. Like, you've done this before. No, this is the second one. Uh, we did She's Living for This, which was for Here TV, which people can now watch on Hulu and Amazon. Um, that was like eight years ago. And my my partner in crime, Josh Rosenzweig, produced and directed that. Um, he was working for Here TV at the time. And part of the reason why I moved here is because Jacob from PEG and I had started talking about doing a new version of a variety show. So it's the same format. It's total Carol Burnett, 70s variety show. Is that, is that why, what is it about variety shows, Queen, for you? You know, Tell it's me. something that just 
when I was a little kid, I was obsessed. Carol Burnett's my biggest influence. And I was obsessed with like the Cher show, Barbara Mandrell sisters, uh, the Mandrell sisters, all those for Donnie and Marie obsessed because I felt like you got musical numbers, glamour, costumes, character acting, special guests, sketch comedy. Like it really has everything. And it's different than Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live is... I guess, variety also, but it doesn't have the same, like they're not coming out in gowns singing. I mean, there's a camp to a variety show. You are so camp. And that is what I just appreciate so much about Sherry Vine. Like the fact that um, you've never lost that campiness. No, I mean, God, how could I? I'm a fool. (laughs) And so, and, and, you know, we had been trying to push this variety show and Jacob uh, one day was like, you know, this would be so much easier if you lived in LA and Jackie and I had been talking about it. I've been saying for years, I wanted to move here and that's all I needed to hear. And I was like, coming. So I moved here. And then, like I said, in like, April or May of last year, we got the green light to do the show and we made it happen. It was really a testament to the hard work of so many different people involved to make it happen during COVID. It was already a small budget and then a chunk of it had to go to having a COVID officer and the supplies. We could only have 10 people, including cast and crew at a time. So it was, you know, everyone had to get tested every other day. So it was... It was a, it was a, an obstacle course and, but we made it happen. And I, and it's lovely. Like it looks lovely. Like this, this it's different than she's living for this. I think it's, yeah, it looks like it has a budget. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't even want to compare and contrast because one's an apple and one's an orange, but it's like, she's living for this. I can look at and just be in love with what we did. And this is just we just wanted to make it look different. So it's uh, John, you know Mark, I, the director is, was really, he had a cinematic view of it and it's just looks. And you can different. see that. And, and this is what I love too. And I think what we've learned over COVID is that creatives super love doing what they do. And you can tell, like, I, I think that we're going to see some real quality coming out from that because it was, you did have to focus so much on like crazy things outside that like when you could actually focus on the work, you wanted to focus on the work. And yeah. um, now I've, I've only seen the first episode, but how many episodes have, have this is Apple TV? Does it, does it air like every week or is it like Netflix where it well, drops there's, it all? There's no, no, they came out one at a time, but they're all out now. So all six episodes are out and Alaska was the first guest, Bob, the drag queen, Varla Jean Merman, Peppermint, Candace Kane, Jackie Beats in every episode, Bianca Del Rio is in every episode. And then we had special appearances by like Tammy Brown, Monet Exchange, Honey Davenport, Mario Diaz, Nadia Ginsburg, um, Cornbread. It was just like so crazy and fun. Well, if there's a season two, there should be a Tony Soto cameo. Girl, of course, if we could do season (laughs) two, then I don't have to have just, you know, three performers at a time 
<clears throat> so um yes of course i'm praying for season two i mean so everybody I, watch support your drag watch it yeah. listen guys watch it if you have apple tv like if you don't have apple tv it, they give you a seven day free trial bitch yeah and you trial. can actually it's just now uh on outtv.com so now you don't have to download anything. You can just go to outtv.com and stream it. You don't have to download any apps or whatever. You truly are iconic. I just Have you ever even been asked to judge that fucking game show? Have they even called your goddamn phone? RuPaul, no. you messy is all I'm saying. <laughs> because the fact that you not even trying to ring her up, you wrong for that. Um, anyway, let's take a quick break. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. Okay, we are back with the show. And listeners, you know we do these every week. Your questions, concerns, comments, critiques, or compliments. We'd love to hear from you. So all you have to do is go to the TonySotoShow.com. And it's right there at the top. Leave a message for me. Uh, the first listener question is from Jake. It says, Maxwell's right. I got vaccinated and now I have COVID. Not only that, the guy that gave me COVID also gave me gonorrhea. Trust <laughs> no one. Sherry Vine. This is if, like crazy. If I had a dollar for every time someone gave me COVID and gonorrhea, her I could retire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is kind of double. And, you know, listen, you know, Connor, gonorrhea's just been sitting there festering, getting stronger. Like whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Building up her army. <laughs> because the thing is, is let's not get it twisted. That's what Grinder was literally methy like central for the whole COVID because those were the people who would take the chances. <laughs> They're like, so. I know, you know, I'm a whore. So COVID really <laughs> tested my. Yes, what um, was that like? Listen, this is the thing. This is why I'm mad about people getting COVID after the vaccine. If I abstain from sex for a year and I can still get COVID after getting the vaccine, I'm mad. You know what I mean? I know, I know. I'm mad. I only recent. well, I mean, I, had I didn't I mean I abstained for a significant amount of time longer than I probably have gone since I was a kid <laughs> and and then I was just like you know well if I'm in drag making this video or doing this show then maybe I'm just gonna set up this little cardboard glory hole that I made as a joke for a prop have some straight guy twirl by and girl Yes, so that was Listen, the, glory holes are like, perfectly acceptable as long as they yes, uh, as long as they sanitary wipe their penis before. Girl, I said, don't touch anything. <laughs> and in that door, don't sit down, don't touch anything. Keep your mask on. They'd do their thing and then they would leave. I'd clean the door handle, and that was it. Hello. So are you fully vaccinated, Queen? Are you worried about I am getting fully COVID? vaccinated and I didn't like hook up with anybody until I was. And so, you know, whatever, I'm back to that. But, but we're back um, out in public. You're back out in front of audiences, girl. Are you a little I'm worried? Not Listen, scared. I'm not scared. Apparently, P-Town just got riddled with the new COVID. The you know, of course, got it. it's a, it's in my head. I don't. Um, when I, I did a show at Tiger Heat last week, which is the first time I'd ever worked there. And it was like this, you know, it's a huge club and it was packed and they're really young. Really and, young. and people want to just come up and hug and touch. And at first I was like, oh yeah. And then I was like, okay, you know, this is probably not a good idea. And so I just kind of kept my distance, but I'm not 
scared. I'm being cautious. I still wear my mask. Yeah. I just went and got my coffee. I keep my mask on when I'm in any store. I go to the Xerox place. I keep my mask on, whatever. Um, but um, we're doing the Golden Girls. It's in a theater. It's this little tiny hole in the wall. <laughs> some people in the audience are wearing a mask. Some are not. And yeah. so I, I don't. Mean, all you got to do is take personal responsibility for yourself, <laughs> because obviously other people don't give a shit about others. You know, I wear my mask if I'm indoors, but I feel like as a drag queen, I mean, I, I'm not going to wear a mask in a bar. Like I, 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 I like painted. I'm not going to, I tried once those clear ones and I was like, no, can't do it. No. And especially if you're singing live, it's really hard. Um, the first show I did, I told you it was in Palm Springs and I, they asked me not to leave the stage. And I was like, no problem. So I did not go into the audience. I got my Venmo QR code, made little flyers to put on all the tables for yeah, tipping or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. it really worked. And then when I went back a month later to do a show at the same place, I did kind of work the work the room. But like I said, I'm being oh, I'm cautious. taking your dollars. I'm taking your money. Take, I'm taking your dollars. Because here's, here's my thing. Give me your COVID dollars. Well, mostly, let's let's be real. <laughs> mostly it's airborne, okay? And this whole fucking COVID thing is trying to take cash away from us. The higher ups are trying to make cash irrelevant, and I will be damned. I, I want cash. Um, all right, let's move on. Our next question is from Baby Gay. It says, hi, Tony Soto, Max, Diana, and guest. Love this show. My eight-year-old nephew told my sister that he likes boys a few weeks ago. My family is very liberal, and so no one is pressed. But my sister is having a hard time believing him because he's so young. I'm gay and didn't come out until I was in my 20s, but I knew way before that. I can't say I remember exactly when, but I was young. I feel like... Like they may be, this may be a test for my sister's liberal ideas. How do I keep her from going to the dark side? <laughs> Sherry Vine, how young were you when you realized that you were off? Well, <laughs> you know, I, that's such a touchy subject because who knows? I don't think that I was sexually aware at eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I might've been like, I like boys, but I also was like, I like girls. I mean, it wasn't sexual and certainly not until I was a teenager where all of a sudden I was like, oh, yeah, I still want to, you know, I want to fool around with boys, <laughs> you know. Oh, how long were you by, Queen? <laughs> how long was she by? One minute. <laughs> Buy now, gay later. That's what I always say when it comes down. But see, and that frame of mind also has made me untrusting of bisexuals. So I have things to work through. You know what I mean? I have things. I was like, we were all that once. <laughs> I actually think everybody's bisexual, and then they just kind of fall either to Into, the left or to the right or whatever. Whatever. Everybody's easier. yeah. Bisexuality sounds exhausting. <laughs> if you ask me. Um, I mean, it's, but yeah, I think that eight is a little too young to like. I was touching penis a lot at eight. of kids. I was touching penis at eight. I, I was, too, I was totally I... touching penis today. I, uh, it was, it was my goal to have my, my, my boyfriend stay at my house. Like I knew the, mo I, I knew very I young that I was a homicide. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's my Latin heat, but like we, we want, we get very sexual very fast, I think. <laughs> I think. I, my, my advice, and I'm not a doctor, of course, but my <laughs> unprofessional advice would be just let this eight-year-old do their thing and not try to 
you know, yeah, stamp a label that. on them. And, you know, who knows? At this point, I think you I just have, move away, Every right? friend I have who has kids, their kids, one of the kids has gone through a phase of dressing like, presenting as the opposite sex that they're born with. I don't know if I said that politically correct or not, but you know what I mean? It sounded fine to me. This gender eight-year-old girl dressing as a boy does not necessarily mean that this person is trans. Let yeah, them explore exactly. that. So exactly. anyway. I mean, I, I honestly think <laughs> at, at this point, you just move on from the topic. Like they said it, he said it, and now make it a non-issue. This is the thing. If what you need to challenge your sister to realize that if she gets pressed about this, instead of just moving on, because unless he's saying, I like boys every day, like every day is coming up to you and saying, I like boys, I like boys, I like boys. Like if he said it once, then let that stew. Honey, totally. Like, like, when he's nine, he might be like, I like girls and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and at this point, like, don't let your insecurities of what kind of life you think your child will have if they are LGBT. Cause like, listen, no matter how fucking liberal a mama is, they're going to have a moment because they have the grandkids thing. Like it, it no matter, it's going to be ingrained. They're gonna, cause like, I think that, a lot of people, a lot of liberal mothers that I've known throughout my life were very accepting of me being gay. Right. But <clears throat> not at all an ally when it came to their sons. You know well, what I mean? Well, even Cher talks about how, like, when Chaz came out first as a lesbian, Cher even talks about, like, oh, my God, why did I freak out? I sh My job as the mother should be to make this easier for my child, not harder. Yeah. So, yeah. Because mo like most said, moms have a gay gay friend, but they don't always well, have a gay like kid. Like I said, just, you know, let an eight-year-old be eight-year-old, yeah. eight years old. Yeah, <laughs> move, move on from the topic. Like, be like, yeah. listen, he's eight. Things fly in and out of their head totally. every second. Like, so it should fly out of yours too, mom. Like just and for for the writer of this letter be a good aunt or uncle whatever you are i don't really know i can't say um all right let's move whatever you are see this is the thing um this is from anonymous he says i'm starting to believe tony when he says the planet is trying to flick us off of it my very christian mother is making my father build a bunker because she is scared of mexicans and i'm over here like we live in california worry about the water drying up sherry vine you have not been in la very long hold on we're gonna let that pass <laughs> jesus this is this is this is when you know it's a studio apartment and not a studio you know what i okay. mean okay <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't been in la long but listen climate change just started kicking up real soon it seems like it seems like it is crazy the whole state's on fire um what what do you think about this are you gonna build a bunker are you trying to are you worried Honey, about me? I think these people are so wacko. I mean, no, I'm not going to build a fucking bunker. Here's the thing. And I said, that we went to see A Quiet Place 2, me, Jackie, Mario, and Alaska. They made a second one. <laughs> it was the first movie that we all went to in the theater again. And we left and I was just like, 
who would want to survive that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I see these zombie movies and then these people building bunkers, bunkers and getting supplies to live underground for five years and guns and stuff. And I'm like, girl, no, I've had a great run. If there's going to be, if we're going to be taken over by aliens or zombies, then I'm like, goodbye. I don't and need to live in a that- fucking bunker under the ground and fighting off zombies. No. And what makes you think that your lineage is so good? It needs to survive bunker builders. You know what girl, I mean? It's, listen, exactly. it's, always, it's always the ones you hope that don't have babies that want to build a bunker. Yeah, I don't like, even oh, have oh. an earthquake yet. You know what I mean? No, my, I don't my, my Brita is half full right now. You know, yeah. I could stand to refill my Brita. I'm not gonna they're always like oh we have to survive the nuclear holocaust i'm like why (laughs) yeah what what is so nice about like opening up your door and seeing oblivion like that doesn't sound fun to me either this is no girl these are the people who have religion i want to go out if that bomb is is coming i want to be spit roasted and goodbye Yes, girl. If I can die with a cock <laughs> in my mouth, that's fine. I mean, I'm sorry I'm going to bite down after I pass away, but that's just biology. Uh, <laughs> Sherry Vine, did you have fun on the show today? I always have fun. You know, I adore you. Oh, and my I- gosh. It was just such a pleasure catching back up with you and seeing you. You're doing great things. And I hope that, like, there's just so much more coming your way. Cause... Me too. Thank you, my love. I mean, anyone could just go to SherryVine.com because it has a list of all the tour dates, the dates with Bianca. Um, I've got shows with Jackie coming up. Yeah, so Bianca's doing a pretty extensive Sure, girl. She's working you. It's huge. Cannot wait. When does that start? Well, she starts in September. Wendy Ho is opening for her for the first half, and I'm doing the second half. I start in Detroit, like, on October 8th, I think. Work. Work, bitch. Yeah. Like I said, wish you all the luck. Um, Thank you, my dear. Listeners, if you like the Tony Soto Show, then find our iTunes page and subscribe to it. Rate the show. Leave a comment. It helps. I also do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey Lai. Find out anywhere podcasts are streamed. I am the Tony Soto Show on literally everything that is Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Venmo. We'll be back again next week with one of our favorite little card readers, Nathan Streifel. We'll be back next week. Bye.